Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. First, I want to ask you to hit that subscribe or follow button and turn on those notifications. Second, if you've enjoyed the show, we'd appreciate a thumbs up or a rating on your podcast app. However, that works. Today's guest is multi-talented international actor and speaker who has inspired many people from different walks of life around the world to live full life of meaning and to simply thrive all while sharing his story of overcoming challenges from his own childhood trauma of bullying abuse the things that we don't like these days to even uh some some worse things so i'm gonna let him talk about that he is andy mandia and he is on slasher sports cinema They say that I have shed innocent blood. What's blood for if not for shedding? I'm your number one fan. We all go a little mad sometimes. God, it knows I'm here. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Andy, thank you for coming on the podcast, my man. Thank you very much. My, that opening is scary as hell. You like that, though? It's scary, but it's good, right? I liked it. I'm like, you know, it could probably do with a bit more scary, but you know what? It's it's a great opening that you have. So. We'll call it a work in progress. We can always get scarier. You know, I don't want to oh, scare yeah. anybody away. You know, that's the the, the main thing. Yes. I mean, they could always turn the channel. We don't want them to turn the channel. Do people, can we even say that? Turn the channel? There's no channel here. We're just, well, just stop and move can, on to something they, else. They can always uh, move away from the, uh, move to another uh, site. Turn the site. Yeah, and, and we don't want to do that. But that that theme, the theme song, man, that's uh, Carl Casey from White Bat Audio. Great guy. He's got a lot of royalty-free music, a lot of stuff that you can pay for. Dude's talented. Got this cyberpunk situation going on. I love it. But oh, yeah, cool. most uh, you know, most importantly, I, I do want to thank you for taking the time uh, this evening to be on with me. It's uh, There's a lot of things you could be doing right now. But here you are, Slasher Sports Cinema. Well, thank you for having me. I was uh, honored when you asked, and I just, you know, jumped, you know. It's always great to connect with someone new as well. It is, and, you know, we we have this uh, common format where we're able to kind of uh, mingle with people from different backgrounds and uh, maybe have different projects going on. I want to find any and every excuse to bring someone new on. And just learn from them because there are a lot of people that listen to to this podcast who might not otherwise be exposed to the information that that we have um, at our fingertips. So if if I can cause a couple of handshakes to happen, you know, when I'm not looking, then that's I mean, that's that's a win to me. You know, that's a win for me, too, because I just think it's important to bring light to everyone to, you know, you know, you you don't know where you're going to get information because there's so much out there on the Internet. I mean, there's lots of podcasts and, you know, not everyone's going to be listening to the same podcast and look at the same information. And who knows who may be inspired, even with what we're going to be talking about tonight. And Yeah. And, and the crazy thing is they could be inspired and you would never know. It's just blind inspiration. Yes. Blind inspiration. You know, I guess in order to understand uh, how big a mountain is, you know, sometimes it helps to, I guess, to know how deep the valleys can be, Andy. You know, at at too early an age, uh, you had a pretty rough time going through life. And that led to your saving lives today, basically. You know, and knowing your story, I I, I guess I have to know the origin. What makes Andy Andy? I've always um, been into entertainment from an early age. Um, I was born and like I'm. I was born and raised in in Canada in British Columbia. Um, 
but I was baptized over in Switzerland because when I was young, I lived there for a year. I'm actually Canadian, Swiss um, born, um, but I mostly grew up in, in British Columbia, in, in Vancouver, Victoria. Those were the two big places that I, I lived growing up. Um, and Vancouver was my first city, my first city, my love growing up. And then when we moved near Victoria, I was in the countryside. I did not like being there. And it was at that point where things started to, um, I guess you could say go south for me. <laughs> Cause at a certain point in my childhood, um, you know, I was always teased growing up because I was born, uh, with visual impairment um, and you, you know growing up in the 80s you had the stereotypical you wear glasses you got teased a lot because of what was on tv the media and um i think having glasses scared me which is kind of ironic because in the first few years of my life life was a blur for me mm -hmm. and i sort of talk about i when i wrote my one-man show i talked about it um uh, and, you know, I've always remembered life wearing glasses, but apparently when I didn't have glasses, I was fearless. I even walked the rails of a porch uh, on this house house uh, in Kitsilano where I was living. Um, and then when I got my glasses and I realized the height, I became a scaredy cat. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're and, all afraid of something. There's always something environmentally uh, that that makes people afraid. I mean, just think about it. H.P. Uh, Lovecraft, you know, he made a career out of cosmic horror, did he not? The things that lie underneath, and that th these aren't things that are out of this world. These are things that are hidden within this world. So, yeah, it, it's yeah, amazing. I, I, I get it. Simple things can really scare some someone. Like turning off, like being in the dark. It can have a like being in the dark. And there are movies that that you, I mean, movies utilize every kind of scariness. Uh, I, I might add, um, I never really got into watching horror movies because I really found them scary, even though we know that it's just makeup. It's, you know, the the music and the way it's put together, it's, it, it's done so well. That's why they're successful. Um, and, um, but my most, uh, the one point in my childhood that was a really a pivotal moment was when I was 13 and I survived uh, suicide. I tried to commit suicide. Um, it was nearly, I was near the end of grade seven. I was kept back a grade. Uh, and, um, and it was a very, you know, it was interesting. I never really wanted to talk about it until I started to work on my one man show about in 2015. Uh, 2016, I should say, around that time. Um, but it was just, um, but I've always been outgoing and, you know, I, I was good at, I I think I'm good at masking myself, but I don't think so because I show my feelings. I'm a feeling person. I've been very, you know, I was raised Roman Catholic, but I was, I became very spiritual and I just, you know, I knew when I was 14, which is a few months a few months after I tried to commit suicide, my grandfather passed away and I knew I wanted to pursue a career in acting. Um, I knew that much, but I didn't know who I was as a person. And is that what kind of helped you dig yourself out of the trenches? I didn't, you know, it wasn't really till 2004 when I started to, or 2003, I should say, uh, when I started to explore more my own, my own self Um I, you know, up until like 2003, acting was my life. I just like, I cut myself off from living. Uh, and for those that want to pursue acting, you know, live your life and let the acting follow. Um, and there's probably some more tidbits I can give later on in the show. I'm going to leave that as a, as a teaser for, for people. So we can uh, go back to, to, to my tidbit for actors. Um, uh, but um, I, I read a book by an, uh, an actress who was in the, the TV series, Lois and Clark from the 90s. Her name was Kay Callan, and she wrote a book, how to, how to Sell Yourself as an Actor. And so I started to read that book. And um, the summer, 
summer of 2004, I went to this uh, event in Montreal, um, surrounded by people who uh, were gay, gay, lesbian. It was a gay and lesbian choral event. And I sort of accepted myself with my own sexuality of being gay. And it was just liberating because up until that point, I was confused when I near the end of high school, I was confused and I wasn't too sure where I was leaning towards. Although when I confided in my aunt who passed away uh, like eight years ago, because we're 2022, <laughs> eight and a half years ago, um, uh, she accepted she accepted my sexuality. She knew, right? Like she just accepted it. I still wasn't accepting of it. Um, and I started to get into my own personal development, um, looking at Oracle cards, um, reading books. Um, one book I read was by Carolyn Mace, Anatomy of the Spirit. Um, and a lot of like the books that are out there when it comes to self-help, there's stuff that it's not like taboo, I wouldn't say, because, you know, any of like they're called New Age, but it's been around for a long time. You know, all this information has been around. It's just, you know, it comes into your life when it is needed. Um, events happen for a reason. They happen sometimes as to shake, it's the spirit wanting to shake you up. That's what I've come to learn because um, we're here on a journey to experience life, to grow as human beings. Um, our soul wants to expand further. And just a forewarning, I do go into the woo-woo, so you'll have to excuse me. It's just, <laughs> it's just who I am going into the woo-woo. Woo all you need to, my man. Woo all you need to. Yeah, I'm just, you know, what? I, I have to give a little, you know, just so people are aware, this is going to be a woo-woo, some is going to be woo-woo conversation. Because um, I just moved, like, while I was pursuing my acting career, when I decided to take a step back, I still looked at opportunities. Um, I was living in Vancouver till 2006. Um, and it was, um, and I, uh, and then I moved to London, England. Um, and I just, you know, I kept growing and, and, and taking chances. And I, I started to just move, go in the moment. One of the wonderful things about studying acting, and I, and I think everyone should learn acting or take improv because you know what, when we live in the moment, and we trust in the unknown, wonderful things can happen. Even when it, you know what it is you want, desire to do, you want to do. It's, you know, it's the journey getting there that is the most interesting. Because I had this vision that I would end up in LA. I'm Canadian. I'm not, I, we, like, uh, we don't, it's not like the EU where you can live and work in the different, you know, countries being a, a EU citizen or an EE right. agreement. Uh, it's unfortunate when it comes to the States and Canada, we don't have, like, we have this thing called NAFTA, but what good does it really do for actors? It's like, you know, it's more for people in, with positions in demand, like nurses and doctors. And yeah. I'm not one to go to university. I, I don't know why. I mean, I'd rather have an adventure, travel around the world. And that's exactly what I did. I traveled around the world. Um, but um, so I just, you know, I just, you know, I'm beginning to enjoy life, really. Uh, and and it's mo and, and that's what's most important. Um, and my most recent, um, my most recent uh, um, interesting, uh, um, I wouldn't say roadblock, but, you know, uh, uh, about two years ago, about two years ago, uh, October 19th, 2022, uh, um, I was in a car accident uh, through work, uh, the, through the job I am at. And I'm just so you know, I live in Toronto now. Um, and uh, and so I've been recovering from a car accident and dealing with a brain injury. And right now I'm dealing with post-concussion symptoms. And it's been the most interesting experience having to deal with car insurance. And, uh, and, it, and that was a wake-up call because um, it was, you know, I wasn't up until my car accident uh, to shortly after my car accident, uh, I wasn't believing in myself as much as I was out there doing stuff. Cause I, you know, I'm so outgoing. Um, I didn't believe in myself and, uh, and I was putting my acting career on hold a bit as well, because, uh, there were like, I, I found that I was getting in the way of myself and we, we tend to, 
we can tend to do that, self-sabotage. And um, I think it's really sad when we don't recognize it. And um, and it's about, you know, uncovering our blocks and just moving and, and enjoying life. I mean, I still enjoy, you know, over the years I've inspired people despite the fact that I did not believe in myself, I inspired people. I still inspired people. Like when I moved from Vancouver to London, I mean, no one thought possible that it, it, they they were like, I have a friend who was just gobsmacked when, when she met me in London. She's like, oh my God, you're glowing. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I mean, I just do things. I don't even realize sometimes what happens. Um, I just, you know, I go here and I, I take my chances. I mean, in 95, before I even got into personal development, uh, I was living in Switzerland and I took a chance and went to Egypt without having a tourist visa to go visit the country because okay. it was so expensive. It was like 300. I'm just going to put it into US dollars. It was 300 US dollars. And when I got there, it was only 20 US dollars. When I got a little stamp to go visit the country, and they gave me the exact time that I needed to be in the country to see it and leave. And... Uh, <laughs> Immigration is a funny thing, man. Yes, it is. It's funny because you're like the third or fourth Canadian uh, unplanned who's come on to my show in the last month. Um, maybe not month. Maybe I'll, I'll say two months. Uh, there's Steve Merlo who just released uh, his fan film. It's a Texas Chainsaw Massacre uh, fan film called The Sawyer Massacre. Now, he did film that in Texas. Uh, here in the United States, but he is right there in your neck of the woods. I believe he's also British Columbia. And then uh, next or this week at the end of this week, I'm going to have Karen Lamb who just directed the uh, seventh, I believe installment of that, uh, that cheerleading movie, uh, bring it on. Well, oh, they've, wow. they've now gone into uh, the horror realm and this newest film is called bring it on cheer or die cheer <laughs> or die. I don't know why they went into uh, into the horror realm, but I'm going to get to the bottom of it. And Karen Lamb, being the director, is going to going to fill me in. But you know, you ended up grabbing yourself by the bootstraps and you took charge of your story. And there's something to be said for that. Um, but what was next? And we, we know you have multiple talents, but what came next? Was it the acting? Did you get back into acting? Was there the the public I, speaking? All of it? I'm I'm still doing acting. Uh, I'm just right now I'm just working on um, you know I've been working on my recovery mainly from a car accident whenever I have had the chance I've done speaking um, because I've been into personal development and I like to inspire people to follow their dreams discover what their passions are I became over 12 years ago I became a passion test facilitator um, what's the passion test the passion test it's a process that helps you discover what you your top five passions are in your life um it's a it's a heart-based process i'm attracted to heart-based processes to be honest with you because a lot of these it's not like myers-briggs um it's more of you have to go inside yourself look at what it is you love to do uh eat like now or in the past you write down your 10 favorite when my life is ideal i am and then we dwindle it down to your top five and mine have been pretty much consistent throughout like the time that I, I've, I, since I did it, because I look at it, it's like, yeah, this is still what I want to do. Nothing's really changed um, because it's, you know, and it, it gives you an idea as to where it is you need to work on to move forward uh, as well. Um, and it's just, uh, I mean, there's a, there's a, uh, um, I met the authors. It's uh, um, there's a book called The Passion Test, The Path. Uh, I forgot the full title. There's a little sub. Uh, there's a little subtitle to it. It's by Janet Bray Atwood and Chris Atwood, and it was just you know, it was like I took my chance when I did the course. <laughs> I just was like, I I didn't know what I was getting myself into. Um, I just was like, you know, I I followed my intuition. Uh, I mean, I, I followed my intuition. When I went to China to live there for 10 months to teach English, I was just like... Your intuition took you to China. Okay. Yes, my intuition took me to China. I never, you know, in 2013, if you asked me, are you going to go to China? I would have said no. I left uh, England and went back to Switzerland to live for a third time because I have family there, uh, aunts and uncles. And my mother now li lives back in Switzerland because she's originally from Switzerland. Um, 
uh, England and went back to Switzerland to live for a third time because I have family there, uh, aunts and uncles, and my mother now li lives back in Switzerland because she's originally from Switzerland. Um, I was living there and I did this TEFL certification and all of a sudden I was like, I had, you know, um, um, I had, when I was in England, I had started to create a vision book. I took pictures of places that I wanted to go visit. Uh, and one of them was the Great Wall of China, Disneyland, Hong Kong, uh, to spend time with the dolphins, uh, all these like, you know, wonderful places to travel to. And, and it was, I have to say, it is very powerful when you create a vision book or a vision board of where you want to go. Because like when I did the uh, TEFL certification and I started to look for opportunities, I got more opportunities to go in China. And I I went and, um, uh, and so I, I went there and I, I, I guess what I did, I went and saw the forbidden, um, I went to Beijing and saw the, the forbidden, I think it's palace. I forgot the name now. I'm, <laughs> mind block um i went to the great wall of china if you go on you uh uh i think i put it on youtube i know i think i put it on youtube i can't remember i know it's on my instagram uh on my instagram uh, make sure you send me that because i'm gonna put a lot of your information in the episode description to this podcast and i want people to be able to find what you're doing and be able to find you at all times your social medias your activities um the passion yeah, test I, i'm re i'm re building my website right now because I, 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 before my accident, I was wanting to, to rebrand it and then the accident happened. So that that's a, still a work in progress, but on my Instagram, there's a video of me dancing on the great wall of China. <laughs> you know, I made it as far, uh, as far as Hong Kong. I never made it up to mainland China. Um, I, I did go all over Southeast Asia and I loved it. There was Thailand, uh, Hong Kong, Singapore, the Philippines. Um, but I really wish I would have gotten to see Japan. That's the one place I didn't get to go that I wanted I would to like to go to Japan. I was hoping to go to Japan. Um, and part of the reason was to go because I'm a huge Disney fan. Okay. I'm, um, no kidding. Yes. <laughs> and so <laughs> and I, why, why do you say well, no kidding? Well, what's the, what, what's the uh, significance of uh, Japan and, and Disney? In Tokyo, there's Disneyland. They don't have a Disneyland. Yes, they do. Tokyo Disneyland. Is it really different? Apparently, it's supposed to be a really, you know, it's supposed to be really, it's supposed to be really good. It's like, wow, it's like a, uh, I mean, it's Japan. I mean, they, uh, I, they outdo us with all creativeness. It, it, yeah. I, but I, but you know, it's not, you know, I, I would probably, you know, I would go to Tokyo Disneyland. That would be one, one pit stop that I would make. But it's also a beautiful country. There's other stuff to go see in Japan. Um, I connected someone in the personal development world who is uh, who wrote a book called Happy Money, uh, and uh, he lives in Japan. And I know a few people that have gone to Japan, and it's just like, oh my god! It's like I, I, you know, I'm drawn to go to Japan. I don't know when I'll get there, but eventually I will. Um, You're gonna get there. Uh, I will get there because it's a beautiful country. I even saw the movie Bullet Train. The, the most recent I film. Saw that. Yeah, and, I saw and, that. And that looks like, I think that was filmed in Japan. I'm pretty sure because it, it's like, it's like, oh my God. It's just, it sure as hell looks like you it. see, pardon? I said, it sure as hell looks like it. Yeah. And it's just like, anytime you see a movie with like the beautiful scenery, like The Last Samurai with Tom Cruise in it, it it's just like, oh my God. It's just like the scenery. It's just like, Wow, you, I it mean, just makes you want to go. It just makes you want to go. I mean, I left China early because uh, in Shanghai they opened Disneyland in Shanghai, uh, and they opened it. They were supposed to have opened it while I was there, but they kept they they had it delayed. And um, I was um, and I chose to leave early. I could have stayed longer and 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 taught English further, but I was following my intuition, and something was telling me to come back to north america and now i'm on uh once things are, are settled with my car accident i'm planning to move to mumbai uh to work in bollywood of course uh, because because why wouldn't you yes well i i've always wanted to go visit india so why not go and do the acting i i connected with someone in, in, in mumbai and 
there's opportunities for English actors. And, um, you know, with all the opportunities that I've had, um, I, you know, when I lived in Vancouver, like earlier on in my career, I was, you could say I was more in my head because, you know, I, I, and it was really, um, and it was more because of where I was at um, gr growing up. I mean, like, you know, when you've gone through trauma, uh, there's a lot to work through. Um, and acting has helped me to work through it. Um, even going to this one acting class when I moved to Vancouver helped me get more into my intuition. Um, I even got to take part in a film called The Horror Seasons, as uh, I mentioned to you beforehand. Uh, and, and that was, you know, um, it was an independent film. And I'm still, I'm friends with the uh, uh, the director to this day. I mean, it's really- I wanted really to ask you about that. I wanted to ask you about your experience filming that because I, if if I've done my, my homework correctly, you did have a short film that you starred in prior to that, but that was your first uh, feature length film. Is that correct? As an actor? Uh, it was my first feature length film. I, uh, uh, it was, uh, it was uh, an independent film. I, I voluntarily uh, took part in it. Um, and it was an interesting uh, experience. Um, and when I saw the film, I was kind of impressed because I, you know, when I, when I go on audition or I, I, I look at, you know, opportunities, I don't know really what to expect. I just go by my intuit, uh, by like my intuition or go by like what feels right. And I ended up getting cast in two different parts in that film. One was a reverend, and the other was the Easter Beast, and it the was like Easter saying it, it was it was, uh, and it, what it is is a film where there's four uh, four independent segments within a huge with, within the overall arc of the story. An, an anthology, yeah, it's an anthology film. Yeah, um, and and so the the like the main like the main story, uh, it's like a proper film, but the anthologies. Are, are filmed in such a way um, that that is really unique. Um, I overacted my reverend. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just I got a, I got a bad review for my acting <laughs> in the film. Uh, uh, from whom? From whom? I don't know. Uh, it was uh, the one thing. Uh, it was entered. Uh, it was in a, a horror film festival in New York. I forgot the name of it. It's probably on IMDb because they don't know anything up there. Um, but it was just like, you know, I, um, it was just like, but it was really cool to, to work on. And it was just re re really awesome to, to, to do. And it was just like, you know, what, when you work on projects like the, uh, projects like these, it's like re re really fascinating. I mean, it, even like auditioning, I mean, people think that being an actor, it's very easy. No, it's not. It's just like any job because we're putting ourselves into it. Um, and, you know, it's, uh, and so I'm going back to what I said earlier about the tidbit of information. It's important to have a community uh, to find really great teachers um, and also be careful that you don't get scammed because it's very easy for people to get scammed, like whether you're an actor model. Um, and that's why I, um, having a trustworthy community is really important. Um, and a few years ago, I joined this community of uh, a community uh and um so i'm getting uh it's important to have a team and um i'm getting help with getting my packaging a little bit more um better so i can because i i'm right now i don't have an agent and so um and working on 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 my own branding a bit so i even got new headshots recently which I'll say. Did, did you take on any like mentors early on uh, like anybody that was already in the industry um i mean i, I studied uh i went to for a year i went to this acting school uh, i left because i wasn't happy um and thank god because a few months after i left it shut down and if i stayed because it was a two-year program uh i probably would have been out some money uh uh because uh um but i just um you know, so some of the actors that I, I studied with, I um, mean, you know, I've even crossed path, paths with actors. I worked as well behind the scenes when I lived in Vancouver for a couple of years. So I, uh, I, I met Billy Connolly. And one of the things he, the thing that he told me was just be yourself. Remember to be yourself. 
and it's and that and it's true because as an actor we're sharing a part of ourselves we're sharing who we are we're being very vulnerable um and you know i think one of the reasons why training is is good to have is so we can learn to be ourselves when we're in the role because um it makes a very strong and powerful performance i was talking to uh jasper hammer who was the star of a recent film called All Eyes, a creature feature independent film done by uh, the Greenlee brothers, Todd Greenlee and Alex Greenlee. Actually, the entire Greenlee clan was in this film in some capacity. Uh, Side actors, producing, writing, directing, they were all in it. And then there's Jasper Hammer and Ben Hill. But in this film, or he came on to kind of promote this film, and we were talking about the Meisner technique. Uh, that Stanislavski had, um, I guess, it, it came from the teachings of Stanislavski and Sandy Meisner uh, came yeah. and refined it's, this technique. My, that's the first teacher I had when I moved to Vancouver. She studied, uh, she studied, her name was June Whitaker, and she studied with uh, Meisner. Uh, and I did it for a couple of months, uh, st- uh, studying with her and also had some privates. And one of my privates ended up being with, uh, a well-known actor who worked on the movie The Accused with Jodie Foster. Fantastic. And, I mean, do, do you still take, um, I guess, some of the teachings from those those classes? I haven't gotten back into Meisner. Um, I, you know, after I did the one-year um, acting program, uh, I took a break from acting, and I started to get more into exercising and more working on my inner self because, you know, it's very important to we we not just to focus on the outside, but focus on our inside as well. That's because it, it it we need to because if there's a disconnect within us, then it could later down come back to 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 bite us in the you know where the yeah ass. you're 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 right. I mean there there are a lot of physically fit, mentally unfit people lying in graveyards, you know, and that's not where we want to be. So yes. Um, I mean, if, if you look at all, like, like some of the well-known actors that, you know, got into drugs and then they died from like overdoses as a result, um, even like in various different industries, it's like, you know, it's amazing how many people, you know, you think they're okay, but then all of a sudden, like they commit suicide. Um, I remember there's a show called, there was a show called Suddenly Susan. Um, I think his name was David Strickland. He committed suicide. He hung himself and committed suicide. And he seemed like, you know, you think, oh, they're, 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 they look like a a wonderful person. And next thing you know, you hear that they committed suicide. And it's like, oh my God. Well, Um, nobody needs to know like who who Robin Williams is, right? I mean, he's probably the most infamous, uh, seems okay. Turned out not to be okay. You know, so I, I think a lot of it had to do with the medication, uh, and I can attest to medication because um, I was diagnosed with ADHD. I'm a very active imagination person. Um, and uh, at the beginning of my journey, uh, this was just before I came to terms with the sexuality. I met someone who does energy work. She did this thing called uh, a sandwich point. And, um, up until I had this treatment, my brain was going trillion light seconds like literally i if i talked to you like 20 years ago our conversation would be all over the place you wouldn't have we wouldn't have been able to make sense it probably still is all over the place but i i i can think more clearly and it's like i'm having a great time yeah we're having a great time uh i i i had this energy work done and my brain waves just went down to a very manageable level i found that medication it only masks the symptom symptoms that we have. It does not actually solve the underlying problem. It can be helpful to a certain extent, but at the same time, it could also be detrimental to the creativity. Um, what's most important that I've discovered and which I'm work still having to work on. So I mean, this is this is like what I'm telling you is also comes back to me because I look I look at life as a mirror. What you tell people is also what comes back to you. Like when you speak to someone, speak as if you're speaking to yourself because then you'll treat them, the other person, a lot better. Um, although sometimes you may go off the rails, but. Um, uh, well, it's it's crazy because 
it, it could be a whole other podcast when it comes to uh the the medical profession and especially uh big pharma i mean the the, yeah, the, that, the money is obviously not in the cure the money is in the medicine so nobody's yeah, going to try that, and cure that, anything that, that is a converse, a big conversation but i'm just going to mention for me uh when i got into exercising uh and and eating right i found that i was like the exercising the eating right and the sleep were the biggest factors in uh feeling on top of the world um and it's just you know it's just an amazing place when you can do things naturally that's all i'm gonna say because as we said we can go on on to different, <laughs> different oh yeah no doubt but what you said is 100 100 true i mean those are the, the the main three things that you need you know <laughs> so but, but tell me this i mean to a different subject like at what point did you write and produce your one-man show you brought that up earlier. I wanted to ask about that. Yeah. Um, I, um, I started to like, when I lived in London, um, I, I'd watched, um, uh, some one man shows and I was inspired to want to, to write my own one man show. And I did write something and I, I, I did it. And it was more of a, a talking head. And then, um, what, one of my, uh, one of my, one of, one of my connections and she's become a, a, a really good friend um she created this program on writing your own show because she uh um it's like you can he healing like like profit like it was like healing from your own one-man show uh and, and it was uh and then i started to really sit down and, and work on uh, on something a concept um and uh, i chose to my the show that i wrote was called confession is called confessions of a pear-shaped pupil which i did at the orlando fringe festival back in 2017. um it wasn't really um i didn't feel really connected to my piece but i have to be honest with you um but it was a great experience and it's something that i'm i'm going to be working reworking my, my show um to tell my story because as i was writing my story i was also um healing from writing it down um and it was just very uh um it was very interesting uh writing writing down my story um i i talked about my grandfather he was a because who who had a huge influence in my child childhood despite the fact that i only spent like a few times with him and um i didn't like i had such a strong connection um then i talked about uh my suicide i even wrote a, uh, a poem um uh because i like poetry i've written poetry and i've even have uh published uh, i've even published uh uh contribute contributing contribute contributing to published articles um easy uh, for you uh, to say yeah um you know i'm a very like i'm a very creative person and um i'm right now i'm finding it challenging but i'm writing a book about my uh like survive a book uh about um my my journey uh, well, well i think survival. you're doing great though andy honestly i think you're doing great i mean you've done theater film tv uh in front of the camera behind the camera uh i've you know why? i've gotten to be a part of two big events the, the opening ceremony is performing why uh one was at the olympics the, right one was the Olympics, but the first one was the Victoria Commonwealth Games in '94, um, because uh, the countries that um, are under the uh, um, that are constitutional monarchy that uh, um, are part of England, because you know, for Canada, we we are like England is our head of state. The Queen, like now, it's the King. King Charles is our head of state. Um, uh, they have it's like. We have our own version of the Olympics, but it's only for the Commonwealth countries. And then when I lived in London, the nice thing about being Canadian is in London, in England, I can I can vote being Canadian. Even if I'm not a, a, a British citizen, I can vote because I am uh, a, uh, from a Commonwealth country. And That's wild. I did not know that. Yeah. You can vote. You can vote they, there because they, you're Canadian. Yes. They actually say if like they actually tell us you know if you don't vote you'll get a fine or something. It's like <laughs> I don't know if anyone's gotten a fine, but uh, 
between my Swiss nationality, uh, I was able to live and work. And between my Canadian, I was able to vote. And so my rights was equal to a British citizen. Uh, and I didn't even have to be a British citizen. <laughs> and, um, but anyways, uh, I got, um, I saw, this is, this is the power of the law of attraction. Okay, this story about me getting involved with the Olympics. You see something. So I saw an article in the newspaper about them looking for guys to be in the Olympics. I went online and I applied to be in the ceremonies. Um, I didn't hear anything. And then um, I got an audition uh, in October. Uh, and also in that article, it mentions Danny Boyle being the artistic director of the opening ceremonies for the Olympics. Uh, and I'm like, cool. It'd be really cool to meet him and, and be a part of it. And it was in October. I had my audition. I did the audition. I did not hear anything. And uh, when I live, uh, when I was in uh, in London, I was part of the London London's Gamers Chorus for a season. Uh, I got to sing with them. And through, through them, they also had the opportunity to sing in uh, to sing in the choir portion of the Paralympics opening ceremonies. So I expressed interest in that. Next thing you know, in April, when I'm on vacation in Menorca, Spain, I get an email from both the Paralympics and the Olympics saying that I am I got chosen to be a part of the ceremonies for both both uh, both uh, both ceremonies. And so, and I'm like, oh my god, this is so cool. And I, and then I, I I did the the ceremonies. I got to meet Danny Boyle. I uh, even got to meet uh, Stephen Redding. Okay, Danny Boyle. For those that don't know, he's the director of Slumdog Millionaire. Stephen mm -hmm. Redding. He um he you, he did the movie Billy Elliot and the uh, the the reading I think it's called. Um, but um and it was just the most amazing. Oh my god, it was just the most amazing experience of my life. Especially get this. Do you want to know what the topper is? Tell me. The Olympic ceremonies happened. The night before my birthday see not not a, you got that called not a moment too soon right and i just was like and get this the olympic ceremonies the london olympic ceremonies were given the golden laurels uh and like one when, when they started um it was not that great it had a, a rough start but next thing you know it's like like tickets are sold out it was like oh my god it was just like it was just amazing um but to be a part you know if you have a chance to be a part of something magnificent i highly recommend being a part of it it's just you know there's there you cannot beat i mean the experience i mean everyone volunteered their time and it was just amazing just to be a part of something so special well you waited you waited around for that call to come back and i guess you can draw that to your acting career i mean you come from a background where you, you were bullied ridiculed and you rose above it and you developed a mindset that i guess controls the thoughts that try to control you so in the film industry rejection can probably feel like a form of bullying at times what would you say to someone who struggles handling that type of rejection and this is really for the the young actors who might be listening i i know you trauma film guys are tuning in and i appreciate you for it but you got some young up-and-coming actors that could handle this advice well i think it's just keep pursuing it just you know follow your dreams i mean it you have to uh, it, it's not, I mean, you don't have to, but it's just, you know, it's about believing in yourself as well. Um, I, uh, past couple of years, I've been listening to Dee Wallace. I talked with her on her radio show to get help because she has a podcast. She, you were on uh, Dee Wallace's show? I've been, uh, her show is called Conscious Creation on Sundays. And she, um, she, she has a healing community. Uh, she's not, she still pursues acting, but she also has a healing community. Uh, and she helps people with, uh, you know, moving forward. And it was, it's about, you know, it's about, you know, embracing the God in you really, because each of us are, you know, we are each connected energetically. We have the power to create. And if we have issues that it, you know, maybe have a look at, at why, we have those subconscious issues and what, cause it's not, 
oftentimes our issues are the issues that we pick up from other people. And uh, because, because, you know, you look at kids, they are innocent, they play, they, they, they take risks and they go for things. But then at some point in our, uh, when we grow up, all of a sudden we start to get jaded and we, we start to, you know, you know, our, our thoughts start to get, you know, we start to pick up things from, uh, the adults in our lives. And, um, you know, I've, as I said, I've always wanted to be an actor. I mean, and no one in my family could stop me from pursuing it. Um, and I think a lot of it has to do with the love for my grandfather because he was an accordion player when he lived in, he, he lived in Switzerland. He liked to play the accordion. Uh, him and my uh, grandma, and this is my paternal grandparents I'm talking about, um, they took care of me when I lived in, when I was a, a toddler. Um, and, uh, and, and so it, it, you know, a lot of it has to do with the people around you. And that's why it's important to be in a community of actors. Um, I belong to a community called the Hollywood Winner's Circle, and it's like people from all over the world. And, um, and it's wonderful to be in a community that is supportive of what it is you want to do. And, also, be careful of the toxic people in your life, because if you have people that are naysayers or that are pulling you down, energy vampires are draining you of, of not pursuing your dream, that can also have a huge impact. Um, See, I knew at some point we could get into horror. You're talking about energy vampires. Yes, energy vampires. <laughs> Let's get into the horror stuff. Okay, FYI, I'm not like... If I see, you know, if I see a horror film, I'm I scream like a girl. I well, honestly, hey, we're we're gonna get you. We're gonna I'm gonna get you before we get off here. I'm gonna get you something that can kind of get you some baby steps back into it. All right, I, I I've got a I've got a film for you. All right, and it, this might be something that you you might like. It's called They Slash Them. Okay, and I think it's on Hulu. As a matter of fact, I don't know if it's on Canadian Hulu. I yeah, I, I I have to be honest with you. I don't actually have a TV. I watch off the internet. <laughs> well, yeah. So, okay. Um, I'll get you a link to it is what I'll do. But this, this movie is called They Slash Them. It's, um, it's something that we can kind of relish in the dismantling of a toxic system. Okay. And I'm, I'm going to give mean, you a link I, to that. I have to be honest. I, I remember when I was in grade seven. It was actually around the time when I tried to commit suicide. I was at a party and we watched um, Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> a great uh, one to start with. Um, and I think we, we were watching Hellraiser. Uh, and and believe it or not, get this. I actually, um, this is, this is it's kind of interesting, but I actually am friends with someone from a, the Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Well, I feel like having grown up watching these films and re-watching these films, I feel like I know them and they know me, even though they wouldn't recognize me on the street. You ever feel like that? <laughs> Probably, I, I feel like Robert I, England would, would say, hey, Billy, how's it going, man? Yeah, I just, you know, I, I don't know, but uh, like maybe going back to watch them, I, 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 it's hard to know, really, because, you know, it, it was part of the chi- our childhood watching the, the, those films and may, maybe now it's better. I mean, I do remember going to see the film Ghost with uh, Whoopi Goldberg, Patrick Swayze, and Demi Moore. and Molly, you in danger, girl. I remember that movie. Yeah, great, that, great um, movie. the part where the glass goes into Tony Goldwyn's uh, stomach, that part uh-huh. really is like, oh my God, that's the part that, like anything to do with blood. And get this, okay, I, I scream at blood. Yeah, nowadays I like I'm into Grey's Anatomy and The Good Doctor and their like hospital TV shows and also Station 19 and it's like oh my god. I mean, <laughs> but you you auditioned for the horror seasons and you were in the clicking the 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 short film. The we're, clicking we're... wasn't really a horror. Uh, it was more. <laughs> it was. It was a black and white, and actually, it was in the Vancouver International Film Festival. Uh, it that, was. I was going to bring that up as well, but um, like to me, to audition for something. Well, you probably don't know at the time 
what the, the name because to me it sounds like a horror flick when I hear it, but of course, yeah, it was I think it was uh, uh, it was to do uh, like I, I think I got beat up in it or something, I can't remember. Uh, it was like a black and white, and uh, I had uh, at that time I had experimented with dyeing my hair and I I, and I, I went blonde. Um, the first time I went, the first time I tried to go blonde, it went strawberry blonde. And then the second time I managed to get it blonde, blonde. So <laughs> bleach blonde. Well, Andy, before I let you go, man, is there any work or a website, uh, a podcast, just any project you'd like, uh, for us to direct listeners to? Um, well, I'm on social media. So, uh, when I do post, uh, I'm trying to get more involved in posting probably right now, sharing my story about my car accident, but on Instagram, on Twitter, and probably uh, like even on Facebook, uh, it's just Andrew Mondia as it's spelled down in the red box that's below, like right here. Hold on. Where is, no, I'm on the wrong. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Okay. Andrew I knew you'd get it. I knew you would get it. <laughs> but, um, you know, uh, if you're interested in the passion test, uh, just reach to me on, on social media um, or info at Andrew. And, and these links are going to be in the episode bio to this podcast. So uh, you can, uh, whatever device you're listening on, just go into the, the description to this podcast. And those links are going to be in there as soon as, as soon as we get them squared away. Yes. And hopefully, hopefully I'll have my website up and running. But um, but social media is the best place to, to reach out to me. And uh, and um, I'm, I'm just, you know, you know, I'm happy just to have a conversation as well. Likewise, Andrew, likewise. And uh, guys, please check us out at slashersports.com on Twitter and TikTok at Slasher Sports Media. Um, you can find me on TikTok at Slasher Cinema BG. Um, as well as on TikTok. Uh, my team at Slasher Sports is putting out great content. So if you love college football, check out Slasher U with Christian and Steve. Or if you want to learn about activities that'll get you out of the house and into something meaningful, give Suki Suburbia a listen on Suki's Honeydew Project. I hope you take Andrew's story and use it as motivation to go and just absolutely kill your day. I do want to thank you once again, Andy, for you know, giving me the time out of your day. It is greatly appreciated. Well, thank you. And I do hope people, more people follow you as well, because, you know, you're a great, you're a great host. And, and I really enjoyed uh, be, uh, being on the show and having this organic uh, conversation. And um, thank you. <laughs> Andrew, your, your words do not fall on deaf ears. I appreciate you completely, my man. Now, all you humanoids, freaks and creatures go and may you drink the blood of your enemies from the skulls of their children.